take us over 250 years to be able to catch up with our counterparts if we do not exercise group economics. Mm. And so it's essential. That's the only way that we're going to be able to close this wealth gap. We have to be able to put our money where our mouth is and actually collectively share with each other. You know, why, why do you think it's so hard for our community to do that? Like, you look at other communities, whether it's the Jewish community, the Russian community, Italian community, they're able to put their money together and build blocks, build communities. Seems like with our community, we're scared to, we just don't want to. Welcome to Zytons Web Podcast. I'm Jerome, youth mentor, entrepreneur. I'm here to bring in my life, bring in my world, drop a lot of jewels and a lot of gems. If you take 20% of what I say and apply it, it definitely makes a change in your life. I'm back with another episode. I just recorded one already, so I'm literally a bit, it's been about... Three weeks, I ain't recording nothing, so literally coming back, back to back. So I'm joined by two of my guests, co-host and guest. You introduce yourself, number one. Yeah. I'll, I'll let the guest go first. Safe, man. Carl C. Pupe, FRSA, um, uh, author, speaker, just motivate and engage of the world, you get me? Love it, love it. All right, brother. Well, and you are speaking to, you know, who it is, Silver, darkest poet in the room, philosopher of the painful truth, and we're here to bring you melody, life, and love. I just dropped, I just clocked something here, and I'm going to talk about this. I just spoke about my book and whatever. We're all authors or written books. Yeah. So you've written Thank a book you. about, um, you're going to talk to me about your book, just a split about it. And then we'll um, go, we'll action, it's called The Actionary Teacher, Classroom Management Made Simple, and it's just to help teachers um, engage with the young people better. That's it, man. And then you? Me, um, I dropped, um, I'm, on, I'm on a book rampage and I'm already oh, starting on the next one. I dropped sick, a, sick. Uh, it's, it's called PIPS Talk. So it stands for Philosophy in Poetry Talks. So it's a book with a, a collection of 30 poems and then you ask the questions after and you can do it as by yourself, in a couple, in a group, even add additional questions, but it's a book that's made to bring out Good conversation and critical thinking within people. I like that. I like that. I yeah. think I think you lot top top my one. My one's called Why Conversations Matter, and it's basically about the scientific way we talk, why we talk, how we talk, and how the main part is broken through social media and cell phones. We don't interact as much, which you know we mentioned before. Mm. Um, so yeah, just about conversations and the importance of them and how we have them. Literally, that's dope. That's dope. All right. So la- last week, Jerome was saying I'm I'm not really. Um, doing my thing as a poet Not really Coming with the heat So every week from now Yeah Love it Every episode I'm going to come with the heat Yeah So I'm going to say the poem And then also I'm going to ask you man, them The pip questions Which is the philosophy In, in poetry questions In it And then Let's just go There's a beauty In zero control Let go Become one with the elements And go with the flow Discovery starts At the edge of the known And begins when you Uncover unknown True liberation is in zero control. Understanding you're you're playing a predestined role. It's all about getting the right yes. Don't worry about the amount of no's. Be grateful for every second of every day. Death is never too far away. Because when you enjoy the book called Life, you are present in the chapters. You dance in the possibility. You don't argue the probability and the fact is. There is a divinity in no control. Your soul knows what to do. Let your soul be your soul. The one thing about control is you have a tighter grip the more you let it go. Boom. Like Jeez. That. Like that. The Love words, it, man. Love the energy, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, Love cool. It. I'm going to ask this uh, to both of you. So, three quick f- fire questions. And this is how the book kind of goes, isn't it? If you could relinquish one element of control in your life, what would it be? If you had absolute control over one element of your life, what would it be? Is there such thing called freedom or are we all slaves to something 
Start from one and go down because he's done a lot in one time. Cool, 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 cool. cool <laughs> so cool. I'm trying to process yeah. everything. So if you could re- relinquish one element of control in your life, what would it be? So if you could just say, all right, you know, I don't, I don't have control over that. I'm just going to let it be how it is. My ambition. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, like like yeah. we know how ambition can can. Bro, I'm, I'm, yeah, I suffer from that. Definitely, it's, yeah, because it is. There's no end to it. Like we're saying before, there's no end. So yeah, what's the other two? Um, if you had absolute control over one element of your life, what would it be? That everyone I love would live forever. Mm. Mm. Powerful. That's powerful. And then. Is there such thing called freedom or are we all slaves to something? We're all slaves to something. Mm. I'll ask you the same question. Yeah, number one, please, bro. If you could relinquish one element of control in your life, what would it be? Expectations of things going my way. Now, let me break that down. So even, for example, coming to the previous podcast, things were going wrong and I find myself getting very angry or agitated because I plan things. And I want things to go a certain way, but I've learned that, you, you know, things happen for reasons. And even sometimes you can't control that. And I know that's a weakness of mine because when I, I want, I see something, I go for it. You understand? But I have to learn to let life be life. You know what I mean? Disappointment is part do. of life. There you mm. go. I'm learning, I'm seeing a girl right now and basically like, I don't care if you listen to this, but <laughs> I was just getting to, to understand that life, life isn't really, but it's an old line, right? Life's not really about what you want really mm. it's not really it's about what you make like it that. so if something bad happens it's what you do with it mm. so like i had my sister come here one time and she was like same thing i don't know where it is what's going on i'm late and she just left so i was like sis where are you yeah i'm on the train i'm done but you didn't even try and like figure it out you yeah. just you just left like <laughs> i shouldn't laugh but it's, like, it's mad you know what to be honest i hold my hands up that was almost me today because i was getting so irate but i realized that's a weakness in myself that life as you said, I love what you said in the poem, like every second is a blessing, bro. Like yeah. we don't know what tomorrow will bring. So, you know, just to let life be life. We got here in the end. It was a fire podcast. So it was life, you know, so that's a beautiful and, thing. Okay, cool. Yes. If you had absolute control over one element in your, of your life, what would it be? Time. Time. Time, full yeah, stop. If I could just... Off record, we've been talking about time. <laughs> yeah. Time, so yeah. yeah. But to, to, to a degree, don't you kind of control time in a way? Because I remember when Jay-Z was interviewing, um, no, Kevin Hart was interviewing Jay-Z mm. and he actually said something that I kind of believe. And he said, the one thing you can control is how you use your time or what you do with your time. Mm. So but is that true? Or no, what, what, what itself, I mean though. is, if I could, it's not, I'm not asking for infinite life or anything, but I, I would say, I, my imagination, I like a lot of sci-fi. If we could just have like a time where we can go back to like our favourite days, maybe not even interact, but just to f- see it and leave... Well, like, like rewind rewind and just I think we yeah. can have a, not a time machine from now back but from mm. there to now hundred well technically that's yeah. what social media is right you go online you see old pictures yeah. old videos yeah but that's, that's, a, that's a distortion of it and, yeah but like the, if we recorded a video of this podcast and watched it 10 years that's mm. literally watching time like watching the past and the reason but why I say could this, he do that for his whole life though yeah, but the, the reason why I say this is obviously as you grow older now I'm reaching certain ages you know I'm even going funeral tomorrow is where people are starting to go mm. so you, you you start to think a lot more about time with people and if you could go back to certain days and cherish them so that's why I said yeah cool. that's, that's a wicked question actually. And, and then the last one is is there such thing called freedom or are we all slaves to something we're all a slave to something my friend oh. I think what it is I like what Jerry Seinfeld said Jerry Seinfeld when he was talking to who's that guy the shock jock I can see him in my head but he he does a lot of interviews 
And the guy goes, because he's always writing jokes. Jerry Seinfeld said, I'm always writing jokes. And the guy said, it must be torturous. And he goes, you've got to pick your torture. Mm. He goes, everything in life is torturous. If you work hard enough, but he goes, you've just got to pick your torture and live with it. And I like the way he said that. Everything you want is, is you know, if it's worth it, it's hard. Relationship, kids, it gets hard. But you've got to pick your torture. And I like that. Yeah. And, so, and, and that is is essentially what the book Pip Talks is about. Is about You're making me want to get the book. We, we, listen. Come on, bro. Say the title. I feel I'm going to have to cop this again. I'll send you on the link and you can send it on to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to be honest, people are like, I, I did put it up at, at a certain price and people are like, are you sure as a first author? Because I was like, what the, the book is not about the volume. It's about the volume that people bring to the book. So for example, if I put, if I ask these questions to, to people who, who don't have the same intellectual prowess as you brothers, mm. the, it, the source wouldn't be the same. Mm. So it's more about the book is as good as the company you keep with it. And that's, 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 that's what people have to understand. We should create, we kind of forget, we use books as a tool of isolation a lot of the times mm. when books should be used as a tool of coming together. Yeah, and that's, well, that's, that's, what, what, that's, what that's what I hate that's about what, books that's what, that's nowadays. What, that's what um, book clubs are about, right? But when you have a book club, you come together to like- Yeah, but not everybody's into books. So yeah, the same yeah. way, not everybody's super into filmography, but it's, mm. there's still a way that the film industry make it. So that person who's not super into films yeah. will still go and see Marvel. We, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, the, the biggest issue why music and all these intellectual art forms are dying is because we are creating them for the highest denominator, mm. not 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 the common man. Mm. So it's either the music is for for basically made for dum dums, so nobody's gonna like it, right? Mm -hmm. And we'll get into that about hip hop, mm. or it's made on such a high level that you have to be like a hip hop elitist to understand <laughs> it, and that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And the the, the best art meets people in the middle. So it should raise the understanding of people who can't understand and it should allow people on a higher level to see things on a on an even playing field. You know what, you know what, to, just to add on to what you were saying, I think um, LL Cool J went on Big Boy, so it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a radio station and he goes, um, yeah, LL, LL Cool J, Charlemagne was criticizing LL Cool J saying his raps are too simple. They're like simple raps, bro. It's like ABC rap. And then Big Boy said to him, he goes, um, how do you feel about when people say your raps are too simple? It's not complicated like Nas. And he goes, simple is hard, bro. Mm. Because to make things simple where people understand exactly what you're saying, mm. it's hard to do. DMX was a master at that as well. Very, very simple. So, and you know, Steve Jobs spoke about that. He said, I want the iPhone to be as sleek as possible, as simple mm. as possible. One button phone. One button phone. <laughs> so Literally. when people got the Android users like, oh, you know, your phone doesn't do this. He goes, but the philosophy was simplicity. So mm. simple. So when LL said that, I always think it's simple is hard. If you do it well enough, simple is hard. Yeah, people I'm, get I'm, I'm gonna add uh, the cherry on top to your Sunday. Not gonna say hard because when you say something's hard, mm. the mind says it's hard. It's not that simple is hard. Simple is genius because simple mm. is seeing seeing something plain and something complex. So everybody's gonna see something complex, and you can be like, you know what? That one part of the painting is what makes the painting good, right? Mm. And 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 that's because what we are looking for is we're looking to compensate with complexity. So because I need to compensate, right? You see certain men do it, right? They'll dress and then they got chain, they got bracelet, they got ring. And it's like, how many accessories are you going to have for this outfit? Where the <laughs> next man will just put on something simple, put on a suit, be slick and everybody yeah. be like, yeah, that's the guy. Mm. Because simple is genius, right? And and when, you're, when we're being complex, it's to compensate for something. I love that. So you're saying basically mm -hmm. you're boiling it down 
So when something is simple, you're boiling it down to its truest form, where it's just at its Bam. truest. Mm. There's nothing you can add. To and it. you know what we call that right there? That's genius. You get me? <laughs> see? I see. You see? Alright, alright. Going back to to, to <laughs> the big boy host, yeah. Yeah, no, no, we're good. I like the conversation. It's sick. It's sick. Nah, nah. You know, everyone has a love rap, love hip hop, love music in general. But this is the first year. Well, this is the fiftieth year. Sorry, of hip hop music. Half of that was late nineties, so I was eighty eight. So I was more like nineties mm. to two thousands mm. hip hop, and yeah, it's a good time. It's a young genre. It's probably the most influential genre of all music. So it actually produced more entrepreneurs than any other genre of music. Mm. Facts, because they're street guys, most of them, and they're turning their mm. street acumen and putting it into business. Mm -hmm. A lot of these guys. So where are you guys with it? I can go on forever, but I don't want to do that and um, steal the light. I, what I, do you think about hip hop? What has it done for you? Who, who, I, who are you thinking about when you think about 50 years? I Not love, Drake, are you? No, I love, I love. I, <laughs> nah, but Drake's done a lot for hip hop. Let's just be real. As a biracial uh, rapper, listen, coming out, no, 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 commercial. Drake's like, done a Drake lot for rap. He hasn't done a lot for hip hop. What's the difference in rap and hip hop? Talk about it, break I'll it explain. down. Hip hop is a culture. We forget hip hop. It's not just break dancing, rapping, yeah, DJing. Yeah, yeah, let, 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 let me graffiti. do my breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> is it wine? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 not just that. Because remember when we broke it down, it was four elements. The first hip hops were breakbeats, right? So people it, it hip hop came out of a starvation for music because they took all the music in Harlem out of the schools, and then was it obviously it was the Caribbean people, so two two yard man saw, yo, there's a street light there. Let me take the electricity from there. Boom. All right. Let me just sneak out my mom's good James Brown records and bzz, 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 cool on hook. a break. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then next Latina man said, all right, cool. Man's going to salsa on the floor. Mm -hmm. Boom. Break dancing. Right. Yeah. And then remember, it was all about the DJ in hip hop first. Yes, it was. And then it, yeah, the, yeah, it was yeah, the rappers yeah. over. And I, I often say, if we look at, I like to say, if we look at like, let's say the four elements, right. Or five elements in Chinese acupuncture, you have wood, earth metal water fight hip-hop is very similar right mm. because you had break dancing graffiti um um dj and mc and, and you had the fifth element which is the earth element which was the word which was the truth when we look at current hip-hop it is not hip-hop it's rap it mm. is the other elements have been fed into the fire element which mm. is the mm. the rapping that's why it doesn't have a, such a cultural effect. That's why they're going back into the 90s and taking the fashion and taking the style mm. because fire just looks for fuel to burn. Mm. So you can't really call it rap because what has it done for us culturally? Mm. What has it about? Like, if it wasn't for Rakim, we wouldn't have a Nas. If it wasn't mm. for a Nas, we wouldn't have a J. Cole. And then it kind of ends with the J. Coles and the Kendrick. Who's really, who's really, who's really pushing the culture? right mm. because there's a difference with the difference between a cult and a culture is a cult cultivates something a mm. culture steals from something yeah. and that's yeah. why i say rap is a cult hip-hop is a culture so so when mm. we're really saying we're celebrating hip-hop no we're celebrating the the bad picnic called rap mm. because Powerful. there is the last back in the day in the 90s there'll be times where you hear a verse we would be fighting for who had the best verse mm. yeah. we'd be fighting We'd be fighting certain mm. times. We mentioned DMX. DMX was not lyrical, but the way he made you feel, bro. Mm. We, we, will, we would be fighting his mm. verse as if his verse was better than Nas. And lyrically, if we saw it written down, it wasn't like that. And just that, Jay, you know, Jay, Jay Z appeared on the Barbershop mm -hmm. um, podcast. You know, the Barbershop. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. And he said, that, yeah. like, imagine, he goes, he used to be scared of DMX because mm. he goes, DMX. 
he did something unique. He had tunes for gyal. He had tunes for man. You know what I mean? He had tunes. He start praying. <laughs> so after that, he yeah, have tunes praying. People are crying. Yeah, 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 and he goes, literally. you go. <laughs> Jay-Z was like, how am I going to go? This guy, he took you through religion. Literally. He took you through gyal. Through. Road. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, my yeah, favorite yeah, rapper yeah, yeah. of all time. That's my, because when you hear that, it's just like the energy just yeah, drops. Yeah, yeah. yeah rest in oh, peace X, man. For yeah. sure, like, 100%, man. And, yeah. and you know what I love about DMX? Mm. He was the first rapper who was open. Because remember, oh, the, a lot of the other rappers were were the guy in the hood telling the the the, the gangster story. Mm. He was the guy robbing and doing all mm. this stuff. That's why if you listen to his raps, they're not as incriminating as mm, everyone else's. Mm, mm, mm. So that that's the only thing is, I think we have to look, the, the one thing we have to look at the 50 years of hip hop is throughout um, the generations of black music, black music has always evolved. So I'm going to ask, why has not black music not evolved in the last 20 years? Because there's not been a new, maybe drill's been kind of a new form, but it's 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 kind of like a deformed baby. It's not like jazz. It's not like yeah. R&B. It's not, all these things consistently, if you look at f- music from about the 1940s and 50s or the exception mm. to all the way to the early 2000s, right? music new genres came out every decade yeah. the 2000s the millennium was the only time in black music a new genre didn't really come out and that was probably like neo soul was the last probably one to come Carl, out. what's your thoughts on hip-hop in general you know what for the record i love hip-hop i mean m- music has always been it's like my first girlfriend bro it's like you're always gonna remember your first girlfriend like your first love should i say not your first girlfriend that's some some man them their first girlfriend it was, wasn't it, say much, bro. <laughs> but you know but, but for me that's like me. it was my first passion like um i loved rap i love hip-hop the culture i'm an 80s baby too and what i can say certainly what i i appreciated because i do believe the golden age of hip-hop was the late 80s all the way to the mid noughties i would say and one of the things that I'd say I loved about hip hop at the time in that particular period was the variety. Now, there's all these talking about, you know, is it gangster rap and all this type of stuff? But you've got to remember for every NWA, there was a public enemy, right? For every, I don't know, Death Row Records, there was De La Soul or, 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 or the Native Tongues movement. So you mm. could find your own little corner of hip hop. Leaders in the new school. And you know what I mean? Leaders of the new school. You could find ah, your little ah, corner and there were people track. who. You know, the beautiful thing about hip hop was that, as you're saying, it was always evolving and it was always carrying the spirit of the people. And there were people that were the torchbearers of that. So you didn't have to fall into that um, in that particular thing. So for me, the guys that I used to, to listen to, yes, I loved my, 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 my you know, my, my DMXs and all that. But I was more into the likes of the Most Defs or Yassin Bey. Mm-hmm. I was like the Talib Kualis, um, the Kanye West, the Commons, those types of guys. Lyrical. Bro. Lyrical, Nas. Conscious, the conscious. Um, you know what I mean? Rap. And I'm not saying, I'm not, because again, people used to warn and say, oh, it was the shiny suits, like Puff Daddy's shiny suits versus these guys' backpack rap. And I was like, no, everybody can have their own corner. It's like a film. You don't say, like, I'm going to say something controversial. I like Arnold Schwarzenegger films, fam. Mm. And I like them for what they are. Sometimes you want to turn, I don't want to watch a, a Pacino film and get all deep. Sometimes I need to turn my brain off and just watch a film yeah. where man is doing what he did. And, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger was good at what he did. You understand? And he mm. did it well. And that's all you need. So, with the thing with hip hop, everybody had their own little corner and everybody felt represented. And, you know, as you were saying, the, the newer generation that like the Lupe fiascos took, um, that, you know, there were the torchbearers and we've got the J. Coles. But I think the problem is, it's the capitalism. What ended up mm. happening is that the record labels, and again, I, I know this because I used to be involved in music and I was coming up when Graham was coming up, is that what happens is the record label, at first it was like, no, we don't want this. 
if you look at the history of hip hop, they were burning CDs, Bob yeah, Dole, yeah, all them types yeah, of yeah. things there. We don't want this, right? There was a whole a moral panic about it saying this is corrupting our kids. But what capitalism does is that, okay, you can't beat them, join them. Mm. So they started to co-opt it. They started to, to bring um, certain people in and then they start making a formula. So they're saying, oh, this works really well. This sells records. So we mm. want somebody like that. And the formula, and what ends up happening when you get a formula, it's like social media. Mm. You know, at first you're looking at lots of different things, but if the, if the social media sees you like Arsenal Football Club, it shows you more of it. Mm. So what ended up happening was the record, there was, there was not this thing of experimentation anymore or taking risks or showing different aspects. They It started to go, it was a race to the bottom. I've, and that's what I think yeah. hip hop has become, a race yeah. to the bottom. So really just to land my plane so for example you could have a little kim and a lauren hill mm. ex coexisting in the mm. same time mm. oh you did in a way did yeah at the, they were at the same time lauren yeah hill we forget and, that they were at the same time they were at the same time but where's the lauren hills now where because we, we what's hip-hop's become it's become a commodity now mm. as you said rappers become a commodity it's mm. no longer a culture it's no longer mm. about the soul or the spirit you understand it's just something that is just piecemeal you understand? Yeah. So yeah, I'll land my plane. I could talk for hours, but I'll land yeah, my plane yeah, no, there. No, 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 yeah, no. Nah, I want to hear what you have to say. No, no, no. There's so many different areas I can go into, but I will break into the first 30 years. I think there's the the 70s to the 80s where it was like that black origin of reggae and jazz mm. and then we had our own form, which mm. is the young form, right? Mm. And then obviously that became... It was all conscious. It was really hip hop was the voice of the voiceless. You were speaking yeah. about the struggles in your area from a poor old man. The, 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 the message, yeah. The message. And then yeah. we went into like all of the, like yeah. the, the Rakim days where it was all lyrical, lyrical. And then the end of the 90s, what you're talking about is where it went commercial. But then mm. it became capitalized. And then that is when people start to really say, okay, we can make money off this. But, but I think mm. the problem is, is the 80s to 90s when NWA and they can now make money mm. off the, what's the right word? The negative energy of yes. the hustler culture. Black, black men killing black men and gang culture. They made white men make money off that shit. And mm. you know, yeah. black people were executives on nothing. So Easy E and all of that were, were saying that they were bloods and gang when they weren't really behind closed yeah. doors, but they were Absolutely. putting guns in their videos. And now a, a gangster rapper is a thing. And now they're, they're creating, they're saying being a rapper is like being on the, on the war, bruv. Because you're talking about. Mm that like Fredo not just mm. saying names but you're talking about certain names mm. you're attracting that energy towards you because you people think a gangster rapper can't be touched you're just a rapper bro but the thing is just to add on to your point about art and this is what maybe it's slightly controversial what my thing was you could because the thing is it goes into the thing you could talk about films and say okay there's gangster films and murder horror films but what what to add on to your point was people felt that they can look at someone and say you know what that person represents me De La Soul represents me, that college mm. preppy thing, or Kanye West. Kanye West, you know, mm. old school Kanye West, by the way. Not, I'd say pre graduation, third album. That, you know, this person represented me. But now it's so homogenous. It just feels like everybody's a clone of everybody. Mm. There's no originality, there's no spirit. And, uh, and just to get into what you're saying, mm. I think I have a, a term where there's only two worlds there's the real world and there's the real world. So there's the real with it. R-E-A-L mm -hmm. Which is what we love mm -hmm. And then when that real world Turns into the R-E-E-L Which uh, is like a production reel mm -hmm. That's where the issue becomes Because with a production reel It's not like there's no artistry in a production. Do you really think the guys that are rapping about actually kill, are doing what they're saying 100% verbatim? No. no. It's just entertainment. It's just. But yeah, that's why that's I'm saying we're in saying, a like, real world. Mm. As in, this is what sells. This is what's going to make our private prison stocks go up. This is mm. what's going to. And do even that. now, going. There's forward. a lot of invested interest. Mm. 
in into the music more than it because remember the music industry was not just about selling music mm. it was about selling everything around music so, right? so yeah. just to add into that i love that with the way you broke down real re i'm going to use that as well yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like i'll give you an example which kind of goes into this so for example top boy now mm -hmm. i'm an east london i love top boy because it shows my my hometown. So I look at things in this where they're seen and like I say, it's there, it's in Dalston, that's in Hackney, blah, blah, blah. But there's an understanding in my brain that it's the real world, R-E-E-L. They're mm -hmm. not going around shooting and killing people. So I can look at it as a piece of art. I can look at it as a show mm -hmm. like Marvel Avengers. Mm. I look at Top Boy the same way as I look at Marvel Avengers. But you know, I know um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is not flying and zapping people, right? Mm. But the problem is, this is what I get concerned is the young people do not, they can't differentiate. It's funny. I've got a young child and she lost her tooth and she said, oh, is the tooth fairy going to come? And you know, it's sweet to see because kids, kids believe anything. anything. At that age, they, their minds are so malleable. I believe you the monster was under anything. the bed for years. Yeah, bro. absolutely. <laughs> Literally. Absolutely. And I, I think it's beautiful. Stop think, it. Man. <laughs> you, make it laugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it's really beautiful, but I think the problem is, is that some people capitalize on that. Because they say, I can't remember who said it, but a psychologist said, if you can imprint on a child between zero to five, you can have that child for life, whatever you yeah. imprint. Okay. Yes, I think zero it's to seven. It's a zero to seven. The Je Jesuits who um, had the monasteries, right, mm. up in Asia, they knew yeah. that. They said, if you gave me a child from zero to seven, I'll give you the man. Because from mm. zero to seven, mm. you're in a hip state of absolute hypnosis called theta. Mm. So think of it this way. You have your phone, right? But... If I just gave you your phone and there was no software on it, you couldn't mm -hmm. use it. So when kids come in for those first seven years, what you're doing is building their software. You're building the operating system, mm. right? And then once you have a certain operating system, once your Apple operating system, mm -hmm. it's going to be hard to now re-engineer it to be an Android. And that's what's happening with a lot of the, the, our, our children. Our children are going through this kind of operating system where we're not deciding the system culturally mm -hmm. and then now we're trying to navigate through our children and our, it's like why are our children Absolutely. operating or so, configuring properly so to add on what you're saying this is the problem as an educator because a child when i speak to a lot of these people and they're saying i'll oh, do this and the ops and whatnot and i'm just trying to say that that's not reality that is not reality it's a production they say cut <laughs> they're all hugging each other after they're shooting each other but i, I swear and jerome you know this as well because you work in schools they cannot <laughs> I've had deep arguments saying, yeah, he mm. went and shot this person. I'm like, it is a fake film. Whoever they shoot gets up after they say cut. <laughs> but they don't, you know what I mean? The, the youths. So that's They really why, take it literally. Because Top Boy is coming back in September. And again, is, yeah, yeah, for yeah. any other guys listening, I love it. As I said, I love, um, it, as entertainment. Do you know what I love? I love part I, to of be it, honest, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be controversial. I don't watch Top Boy because I grew up in uh, Northwest London, Stonebridge. Yeah. And I saw Top Boy, Boy yeah. the, we knew So the for me, yeah. I don't, really want to watch a reality energy, where yeah. of that energy not against if you like it yeah. but when you've grown up in something it's like nah absolutely i mean it's like that's why you have films and you have ratings on the films you mm. understand because mm. it's it's not only about when we talk about age because there's certain films that i realized when i was a youth and i watched and i didn't have the understanding or the overstanding mm. to really deep what was being said right and i think the, the thing is with our young people and this is where the parent, and again, I'm putting my teacher hat and my, my hip hop hat here, is where this is where parents are vital. Because if if a child sees something on TV, they have to go, mum, dad, what's that about? And mum, dad has to break say it down and it say, is. look, this is what it is. This is what it is. And it, now the child's program is like that. But unfortunately, with a lot of the young people, they don't have that guidance. So they end up believing mm. um, 
there's a, a child that will remain unnameless, but you know this child who I'm talking about. And the child was like, yeah, I want to do things like Sully and, and Duchesne and I move and I punch this guy like this and that. And I'm like, this is not real. I remember sitting in the room, remember my room? And I say, you know the you I'm talking about? And I was yeah. really getting yeah. frustrated because I was like, dude, they're not doing this, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I mean? They live in a nice area. They don't live in the blocks. All these things that you're aspiring to, these, look, the aim of the hood, like, Again, calling people. Dr. Dre has not lived in Compton like that. He, he lives never, in Beverly Hills. He never lived in Compton for, to start off with. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, Dr. Nah, Dre wasn't was really a gangster like that. He was from no. near it. He came from like a two parent household, proper family. Yeah, he grew up nice. It's Easy yeah. E had a, had a hard life. But it was, what, it was what, with Dr. Dre. Like, you, the, the thing is, you, 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 these guys talk about the hood, but as soon as they make their money, I watched um, Diary of a CEO with um, Will I Am. Yeah, yeah. Um, I need to watch wicked, that one. It's a wicked it. interview. Yeah, and he he's goes, talking about creativity. And creativity. Oh, was he? I need to watch Brilliant. Because he's from there. He grew up in them um, Oh, he, he did? LA, yeah. He was telling about the gangs and why he wore suits and his mum put him in suits. Go and watch it anyway. But what I loved, which was interesting, he goes, as soon as I made my money, he goes, my mission was to get my, my mama out. He goes, as soon as I made the first bit of money, I moved my mm, mama. Mm. Then I realised, boy, I've got extended family. He moved everybody out of the hood. He goes, that's what you're meant to do. And he goes, he felt guilt because he goes, all his childhood friends were growing up in this rough area. So he built a tech school in there. He built a tech school teaching Sick. robotics, computer science, and it's one at the top now. And he partnered with Microsoft and he said, you want to change the area. Don't let it change you. So he came from this environment and that's what I'm kind of saying. So when a lot of these young people say, I aspire to be from the hood and to keep it real, and I'm going to use that now when a child says, I want to keep it real. I'll say, oh, R-E-E-L -E -E now. Like because of course, like most that. of these rappers that you're aspiring to, and I know a couple of these guys, which will remain unnameless, they have moved into the countryside. They're talking about, yeah, I'll shoot you and I'll punch you up and all that. These are in bro. Farms, fam. <laughs> yeah. I know yeah. this personally. I'm, I'm not, not going to lie. lie. Jerome, you hit the nail on the head with the topic today, boy. Yeah. The energy's flowing. The energy's flowing yeah, nicely. Yeah, yeah. Normally I pick the topics. Yeah. He's going to have to pick topics more often. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> nah, nah. I just wanted to jump on the, the Top Boy thing. I, I think watching someone like Asha D's development from a U mm. till now is big. Even knowing big his actor. story, like yeah. even putting Bullet Boy on the screen, like Bullet Boy was our culture on, mm. t uh, on TV. You don't realize mm. how big that was at the time. Mm. It was massive. People didn't understand like, Asha D reminded me of my cousin, right? Mm. Dwayne, big up Dwayne, bro. Cause Dwayne mm. was like, come out of jail and he had to like fix his life and like, mm. you know, you know, try and like build his life by the get out of the way. Cause it goes like, like Bullet Boy was like, he come out of jail trying to get away from that, but he got mm. pulled back into it because mm, his friend mm, was wild. Mm, 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 and then his brother ended up picking up a gun and shooting yeah, his friend. Escalated. So yeah. it just become like, you know, again, the importance of, again, messages are in there too. We always mm. want to take the violence and the madness mm. out of it. Bro, the messages were in, you're like, Jamie was so, looking after his two of his brothers. Yeah, he's doing a good thing, but he was he was doing badness. Mm. There's that oxymoron side of it. You know, Absolutely. Sally had this thing of like, all these issues and trauma and he didn't grow Absolutely. up with a mum. That's why he was ruthless on road. Yeah. Enough man are like that. Mm. So it's looking at the, even even someone like um, Ashadiz, um, what's Ashadiz's character called? Um, Deshane. Deshane. Again, mm. he didn't have a family, he didn't have nothing. He was the biggest guy on the ends. And he's he trying to nothing. be a businessman and he's always trying to come out of that. Every series, he's Every trying series to come out. Every series, he's trying that. to come out. No, he's not, he's, he's going to be a gangster forever. You know what I also want to touch on, right? Is, you see, when you don't have a dad in life, yeah? Mm. You don't have standards, yeah? But when you don't have a relationship with your mum, you don't have compassion, bro. Because your mum mm. teaches you compassion for everything else. And wrapping it back into hip hop, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think, go back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think the number one issue with a lot of the hip hop that came out of the 90s, right, was of men who didn't have standards because they didn't have men in the household. Mm -hmm. So then we pushed this whole narrative mm -hmm. of, 
being cool, doing what you want and having no standards from people who weren't really men. They were boys masquerading as men. And you see a lot of hip hop artists like Slim Fargo, Lloyd Banks or Nas, listen to their projects afterwards. I'm telling you, it's way better than the projects before because you'll appreciate it because they're more well-rounded because they've now had kids and had to kind of go through a forced rites of passage. Can I ask you a question, personal question? Did you have your dad growing up in your life? Yeah, you know what? I live with my dad, but the thing is my dad, he's now schizophrenic. He was dysfunctional. But the, the one thing I'll never say about that is I give my dad the credit because he... Even though I feel like as a dad, he was maybe 40 or 50%. He was the 100% of the dad he could be. So it wasn't, it, and a lot of times we look at our parents true, yeah. and we take it personal where it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, 100%. now I'm grown. It's like, bro, how could you, <laughs> you be had right? issues mm, yeah. <laughs> and you were trying to raise me without issues and you didn't even have the, because remember when you got children, well, any spare time you have, phew, out the window mm -hmm. right so the time that a single person would take to go and understand i got these problems and work on themselves mm -hmm. you got your you live on a you now mm -hmm. and then what happens eventually is a lot of people wear superhero masks around their you but if your you lives with you you that see mask drops mm -hmm. quick what about you did you grow up with that i had half and half so my, my old man he my, you know things didn't work out between my parents he, he went at 12 so I've, I've seen both worlds i've seen what it's like to have a father and i've seen what it's like not to have a father and i think um you're right. You, you, you know, I'm still processing what you're saying in regards to the, the father and the standards. And again, I, I don't want to sound like an old man um, in that regard. And I, I know I'm I'm not even that old, but I just feel like what you just said was so powerful because um, what we've got to understand is like when we're calling um, our young women bitch, I can't swear. Yeah, we'll cut it out. Yeah, yeah. When you call them female dog, yeah? You're calling them female dog and, and, and things like that. You've got to remember, I've come to that age where you know, people have had kids now and, you, you know, you talk to your nieces and nephews and they see like your sister or your cousin dancing. It's like, is that you, auntie? And they're like, they could, can't imagine what they were like when they were young. 100%. You know, 100%. Them, you know them ones there? Oh, so when facts. certain of our tune, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know them, like the family party and certain tune come on, like the old, like this like, old Jay-Z tune. So, and, 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 oh, you know what I mean? They were all skanking out. And it's like, bro, you're old people. And it's like, we were once young like that. But what I'm trying to say is that we what's ended up happening again is that i just call it like a diet bro hip-hop you, you need a balanced diet i'm not saying you can't eat burgers you can eat burgers you know what i mean pizza mm, mm. but if you eat burger and pizza all the time you're gonna get cholesterol yeah. you're gonna mm. get diabetes and i feel like yeah. what's happened with his hip-hop is the diet is poor mm. it's poor there's no people say there's no people say there's not um, you took you took the, the real thing i'm taking that one bro you have to have a good musical diet you, get me? you have to have your vitamins yeah, your greens, yeah? because the beauty of hip-hop right and let me tell you something about hip-hop that I, I used to love about hip-hop was hip-hop was the gateway to jazz for me yeah. let me break it down because when i used to listen to groups like a tribe called quest i'm a massive tribe fan tribe. you know r.i.p five. uh five dog yeah. I used to listen to certain samples and I was like, what the hell? Mm. And then that was the gateway. Now what, you've got- The Jay Dilla samples. Yeah. yeah now, now you've got, there's a there's a thing called who sampled, which makes it easier now. Mm. But there, you, where you can go and put the tune in and it tells you with a sample. But back in the day, yeah, the sleeve notes. And I, 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 let me explain to the young people yeah, on, the operation on, on. Of, of music. Because <laughs> another thing, we appreciated music. So there used to be things like Tire Records. Remember Tire Records? Virgin Records yeah, up Virgin, in Oxford yeah, Street. Yeah, 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 HMV. Now HMV for young people is all about computer game. And, and nah, I don't even know what it's about no more. No, but there's still records in certain HMVs though. Yeah. yeah. But 
don't get it twisted. But I don't know if you man did this where you would go in the HMV and they would have the album. When the album came out, you're going listen. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. On the headphones. And you had the HMV bag, bro. I remember. Yeah. You know them ones that man had to put like the Sainsbury's thing because they didn't want people, you know what I'm thinking? Mm. And you had to sometimes get music on import. And I remember the music used to be a body of work. Like the intros would go into the songs that were seamless. So you had to listen to everything. And what I used to do is, you know, if I was cleaning or sorting ironing, you put the tune on and it allowed you to introspect and all that. And that's what I say about balanced diet. So even when you've got someone like a DMX, and this is what I'm saying, you'll never see a DMX again. On DMX, you can have one track where he's talking about his mental health, slipping. The next track he's talking about- How's it going now? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that gonna make me do. Next track, he's got a prayer. Next mm. track, he's talking about, you know, oh, this. Yeah, that's a body of work, like, like, bro. Like, I'm not going to lie. If anybody wants to, to do that, call, you got served montage and get yeah. ripped and that. Yeah. There's a song on Grand Chap, yeah, called The Rain by DMX. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> now I know only I can stop the rain. <laughs> and then, right, listen, I feel like I'm the greatest. Right, I feel like I'll beat up Ali when I listen to that. Absolutely. In his prime. And even Will I Am said the same thing. He goes, artists used to focus on making albums. Now they focus on making singles. singles. Yeah, yeah. And there was that body of work. There was an understanding of the artist. When you look, that's why, and again, I'm going to get myself in trouble, but I'm going to say it. Like everyone says, so Beyonce is the most awarded um, artist of all time. She's won more last time. Grammys. Yeah. Huh? She she surpassed the record now, mm. so she's the most awarded. Including Destiny Child Awards. Yeah, she's beating Michael, beating everybody. So they're saying she's the greatest of all time. But my yeah, question yeah. is, and this is a question for the Bayhive, get on to me. Not loudest things though. Loudest <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah. no, not the Bayhive. They're, they're serious, you know. No, Don't 100%. play with that Bayhive, no, you know, no, bro. So Bayhive, uh, Beyonce's got sick music. But what our question I want to ask is, my daughter the other day, we, we, uh, my wife was listening to Michael Jackson and my daughter was dancing Billie Jean and all them things and I want to rock with you and all them. In 50 years time, are we going to be listening to Beyonce music like that? It's a question. Certain it's a albums, question. but certain albums, hell no. I'm gonna because the thing is, when you look at someone like a Michael Jackson, he had a body of work, bro. You listen but to music, man, different them time there. You can't really compare, I think you can't compare the two. Michael Jackson, uh, different vibe. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Let's go back to the hip hop. No, 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 of like, oh, I'm better than you because I sell more records. Before 50 Cent, that was not a thing. It's true. Right? So when he became that, then it became about, cool, other artists were like, I sold more records. Oh, who's got the most awards? I don't care what these people in bloody suits say about the, the music. That's the what, would you what would you say? Hold on, yeah, that's, what say? that's the capitalist side. Let, let, let me land on this. Who yeah, sells yeah, records? Because yeah. you know, labels invest in artists. Let me land on this. And, you know, so and I think the number one thing is every man has an album most men don't know nothing about but that's in your mm. top 10 albums and you don't give a damn if someone else likes it mm. yeah i've mm. got like for example we, we 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 linked up because we we both like tank yeah mm. My, was it um sex love and pain mm. listen i'm happy i listened to that tune mm. I, I break up i listen to this tune i want to link a gal i listen to this tune <laughs> i want to feel powerful and and have a and have like an r&b about music yeah, would you rather have mm -hmm. a million loyal fans mm -hmm. or 250 no a million non-loyal fans mm -hmm. or 250 loyal fans 250 loyal 250, fans bro. because listen if all them 250 loyal fans yeah are giving me 10 pound a month bro. I'm winning 2.5 million but and they're loyal 
But that's the thing, right? Because I know people that work in the music game. And what used to happen was, and the way that we look at music, so I like what this guy said. He goes, we see music. We don't listen to music. We see it. It's true. We see music. That's why, and again, Bayhive, don't get, get uh, go after me. Beyonce's visuals are amazing. Mm. She drops visual albums, fam. So you got a thing for B. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, Beyonce, Beyonce, me, Beyonce, 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 man. Yo, I, I don't want these men to come after. But I, I do I'm gonna think come with she's one of the best artists in this generation, hands down. One of the oh, best. she's sick. But in terms of for me, Mariah Carey is no, she's nowhere near Mariah Carey because there was a debate of like, verses that was gonna do um, a B against Mariah. Was like Mariah's like my literal cemented childhood and like Beyonce's after you mm. know fantasy. Like, she the first one from I know to put rappers on R and B. I don't know if anybody else done it. Yeah, no, uh, that hardcore rappers like that. That's what I'm saying. There was an evolution, and uh, as um the brother Aaron was saying, bro, is, is it, it evolution was, or devolution? It, it, it was an evolution <laughs> because it were people were mixing and putting different things together, but. What's ended up happening? As I, I know, I keep on coming back to it. The diet has become gluttonous, bro. You, you can't just, you can't eat that. You can't have just diet coke and. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm boring this yeah, guy, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I like the bars, bro. The bars. <laughs> Man, you, and you know what I like? Yo, I can tell you're a teacher, yeah? yeah, because yeah. you're 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 not. It's like you're breaking it down with the digestive system because you break down music. When you really think about it, you break down music whether you know it or not, right? Mm, so I say like. Good. There's some music that's like McDonald's, right? Mm. When you're hungry and you need it, bruv. Yeah. And you're in that certain mood and mm. you're drunk. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and that that the that, kebab that, after the rave, th- innit? Listen. <laughs> but uh, let's just be real, but, yeah. We, we, but later on down the line, when it's all processed and all you've been eating all these all these kebabs and you jump mm. on that toilet and you're constipated, mm. it's because all them all that rubbish, bad meals and yeah. all that drinking. Yeah. And that's what's happened, bro. Can I ask you something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At fifty years. Do you, are you happy where hip hop is, or are you unhappy? No, no. And where no. do you see the next fifty? Big question. But where do you see the next fifty? I don't think. I think. I think we're going to see more white rappers. Nothing wrong with it. More openly gay rappers. We're going to see more female rappers. We're going to see more. I, it's, yeah, we're going to see more of that because uh, because you know even Eminem right. There's been one successful white rapper. No one's ever touched it after Eminem. Eminem's well, been out almost twenty he's, years. Sorry, so the, even to break that cliche of like a female rapper, still hard. We've had Kim. We've had. A, Kylie B, but it's not the same as like, say if a white, a white girl yesterday was trying to perform, I was like, no one's ever going to take a white rapper serious, a white girl rapper seriously. If it does, look at Iggy. Iggy was fighting yeah, but, for but years. No, but yeah. Iggy, nobody, Iggy, Iggy was a special case because Iggy went the whole <laughs> wrong way about it. MIA, look, look, she was from here. She was from here and she was yeah. doing, um, she was an Asian female rapper. Jay Sean was a female male singer. But can, I say, so, can I say something about M? Yeah, go on, go on. Hands down. M is probably the top five MCs of all time. You you can't, bro. And you know, let me tell you a quick story about M when I knew M. Because remember M come and hi, my name is. And I, I was like, when I heard Renegade with Jay-Z, bro. Yeah, and I remember, listen, I was in school and, I, you know, Jay-Z come with the bars and you're like, and you know what? For, for, in my mind, I was thinking there was, his bars were fire, but they weren't his best bars. I felt, but when M come with his bars, bro, I literally, I remember I was in school, I sat up. You know when people are giving you the headphone, like, Who's this? <laughs> like Eminem, and, I, and you know, and then of course, the Ifa when Nas was saying, you know, Eminem. Ben, Children, you know, yeah, 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 but yeah, but, yeah. but that's for me when I said Eminem has gone against the top guys mm. and no one's beat him. No one even wants to play with him at this age. 
Who's Eminem's not good for a white rapper. He's good because he's a rapper. He's, he's a, a rapper's rapper. rapper. I don't care. The bars that rap this god, guy Rap come. god, yeah. When I heard rap god, I was like, this guy, is, he took five years out already. Yeah. yeah. Came out 2013. Rap god, is, for me, is a masterpiece. Uh, Skip it. That, 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 yeah, that, but then went so in with the verse. But he's a student. But just to allow my playlist, the guy is a student. He was talking about LL because when LL was inducted into the Hip Hop Hall of Fame, it was him inducting him. And he was saying, okay, people don't realize I'm the biggest LL fan. And he was writing LL okay. song. He did Sick. rock the bells with LL. Sick. And he was Sick. saying that LL's one of the dopest because he was saying the way, and again, you know, a lot of people are pooing on LL and I love LL. Oh, people LL can't poo on You know what it is? It's are you mad? Because you see, for me, LL gave me my slot. If there was no LL, Bruv. I wouldn't have known that I could have gone the usher route into the LL kind LL of thing. LL for me, I, I saw the evolution of LL Cool J. The, the 2002 one when it was wild and he was doing yeah. I didn't know about the 80s, the 80s, 90s guy. Bro, Mama Mama I knew about later on when he was doing Love You Better and when he was wild. And I was like, yo, you make some of the game. Yeah, them songs are hard. Bro, that is what my gym song to this day. Don't call this a comeback. I've been there for years, bro. <laughs> one of the hardest songs Mama that said song knock you that, out yeah. bro, Mama oh, said no, knock He wore cannabis People forget he wore cannabis Yeah, yeah cannabis Yeah, Did bro. he win though? Did he win? No, he didn't win Everybody And this is what I'm saying About body of work And this is what is not Non-existent bro You see people I've seen Buster Rams The evolution of his work Nas the evolution Jay-Z the evolution But with these rappers There's not that evolution Drake, let's, let's Drake's put, been out 10 years yeah, plus. And, and let's put, 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 put I know put, um, But Drake's Buster been out Rams a long time On the spotlight right Remember he used to Rap And then My man Diddy was like, the girl don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. And then that's that's when he <laughs> made um the um, um, What you want to be, Jan Jackson? Yeah, or or that's look with my well, my no, hands even the, you, even um, my stuff. hands were could see that, yeah. that you told the story yeah. where Puffy said, Nah, you gotta calm down. Yeah. <laughs> say into what you saying, yo. Say baby, if you give it to me, yeah. I give it to you. You know what you want. I'm saying in the baby. There's bodies of work. Yeah. Him, him Jay-Z and Biggie went to the same school They all went to the same school That's what I'm saying So you know it's sad when I think about Biggie and Tupac Because Tupac for me I don't know if this AI thing exists Because yeah, Tupac's on, go got on, go 10 on. albums He's had more albums dead than alive fam. 100%. I don't know Yeah 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 <laughs> This guy's dropping albums every new year You know this is where AI will come into it The yeah. unreleased all of a sudden 2023 version of <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and, 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 Man was talking about Obama Before Obama comes yeah, Never listen, be a black president yeah, The yeah. thing I like about Tupac right, And I take a lot of Even the way I write my poetry mm. And the flow Yeah he was like, a poet Like The number one thing I always try to do Is there's two songs That I always try to encapsulate From Tupac Right yeah one is me and my girlfriend right mm. because he's talking about his gun most mm. people don't realize he's oh, talking about his gun. i didn't know that yeah because he, he there's a okay. part of it when he says i love finger fucking you but he's talking about shooting right to really listen yeah. to that song you he's know? talking yeah. all i need in his life is uh, is me and my girlfriend me and my oh, girlfriend he's talking, every day. He's, talk, he's talking about his gun right yeah mm. most people don't know that and then the other one is brenda's got a baby right Jeez. and even if you hear how my poem flows mm. I'm taking your mind on a journey and mm. slapping you. That's mm. what mm. Brenda's Got a Baby does. And I'm going, so I'm going back to hip hop, yeah. Like yeah. for me, hip hop again was me, the voice of the voiceless. Like your pain, like even the time emo mm. rap, you know, people putting their real emotions in music and that's the only way of them expressing itself through literally making a song about it, right? Mm. And someone like Brenda's Got a Baby, try and tell that story any other way. That happens all the time. But the fact mm. that Puck was saying, look, she got fucked by her cousin. She, she was a young mum mm -hmm. and she went through all of that. 
all of them early records, bro. Nah, it's all like well, someone just talking about their pain, and I love it. Street CNN, music. I love it. I think The music changed, and he was like, and Brenda's belly's getting bigger, but nobody's seeing the change in her figure. I was like, oh my god. My one was dear mama. Because dear if mama, yeah, Dear Mama's like song. everyone, apart from uh, nah, that, that was, that's not my apart, favorite song. Apart from the scissor, Death around the corner, apart from Scissor, when there's like now, nine yeah. months carry me, whatever. Scissor's mm. probably got the number two, but number mm. one would be Dear Mama, bruv. Because he's talking about his mum being a crackhead, bruv, and saying you're a crack fiend, mama, but you're my black queen, mama. <laughs> mama you know, it's, it's like, deep. Yo. Yeah, but, but this is the and again touching on 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 masculinity, and this is what people miss out, right? People say Tupac was was in the closet, though. People say that I don't know it's true. Listen, it doesn't matter. You in the closet. You meant to drama school and all that yeah, yeah, yeah but, but what but, people but, but what people got to understand is and this is what i try and make the young people so they say all this tough guys stuff and whatnot mm. but we've lost and again going back to the balanced diet thing yes you had tupac hit him up tupac mm. but you had dear mama tupac there you had brenda has got a baby tupac but that was but even within that even within that um uh, body of work you had that even okay biggie because one thing that annoys me they say oh tupac and biggie who was the greatest that's like forget that yeah, but then, <laughs> you know, hit them. The, the east coast west coast but i'm saying that there was for two different things you know what I mean? But even Biggie had the deep um the deep track, Sky's the Limit. Sky's um, the Limit. Juicy. Yeah, yeah. Juicy. Do, 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 do you know I like how you said that? That's like comparing like Timberlands to Air Force Ones, bruv. You're you using different them from different things, comparisons. Bro. The same way you're gonna wear a fit with Tim's, Tim's is obviously yeah. um It's a personal preference. Yeah. And even just and like, talking about Timberland actually rest in peace to Magoo, because he just passed as well. Did he? No. Yeah. What, 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 when did he pass? Uh, a couple of days ago, I saw it on Instagram. Oh. Mad. Yeah, man. And hearing like Missy, because I'm a big Missy fan, big Timbo fan. Because oh, I'm gone. a big Timbo fan. But he's a young it, dude, though. Right. I don't know what you think he was sick or something. He was 50. Trap, trap, trap. Uh, but hit Tim, Timbaland, Timbaland would done a lot. Think for, as a producer, oh, he was like, forward. he was just. People putting, forget the stuff he did for Genoa. He was doing all of that. Oh. And then Aaliyah jumped oh. on them. When, oh. They weren't even oh. known. Timbaland yeah. and then Missy weren't even known. No, She's like, I'm going to just jump on your music. And then. Let me tell you something about. Um, Timberland, and that's what I'm saying about these people push the culture forward. Because I'll never tell you, Riley, he's a he's a native and for real, yeah, yeah, for real. From from they, Virginia, they always same school, same school. Yeah, do you yeah, see, yeah. Do you see that? But you know, this is what I'm saying about do producers still do this? Like I remember, I was driving in a car to a rave, and uh, you'll laugh at this. Justin Timberlake, my love, come on, okay. And I, but the beat. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> and I had to turn, I was like, do producers do that anymore? There was the inventiveness, there was the creativity, there was the balanced diet. You could have your own little space, even Kanye, I know he's being canceled, but even what he was, um, Gold Digger, when Gold Digger come out. Give me money, bro. Yeah. When I'm <laughs> His sampling game was hard. You know, even, them, game. even them time there, no one or, knew or that. Or was Diamonds Are Forever. Really? Yeah, yeah. because they were young, innit? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, you yeah. know, um, um, and it all falls down. Yeah. That's supposed to be a sample from Lauren Hill, Hill but, but she never cleared it. it. So oh. the girl came in and Serena laid Johnson the, laid the vocals. But that's what I'm saying. It was, it was, it was. You know, there was a, a, a song by Common called "I Used to Love Her," and it's such a good description of hip hop. I used to love her. Where he's talking about, he's talking, he's, he's personified hip hop as a woman, and he's talking about his relationship and how she got with these different guys. And I think hip hop's gone down that way. But I think where hip hop has gone wrong is that hip hop has fell into the trap of hypercapitalism where it's now about, so I've got a, a friend of mine who's uh, an ARNR and a company. Okay. So I asked him, sick, sick. I said to him, so I can't reveal too many names, but he, he basically looks after the royalties of a mm. lot of people. So he tells me figures, he tells me these types of things. And I never not forget really what he said. That. He goes, when I look at an artist now, I'm not interested. So back in the day, an A&R will be, sometimes they'll go with their gut. They'll say, this guy's touching the soul, he's touching mm. the spirit, or she's doing something or mm. whatnot, mm. or they go to the clubs. You know what yeah. he said to me? 
I just look at your YouTube, your Insta, your TikTok. If your mm. number's over, and he he broke it down. He said, if your number's over a certain amount, he said, if his boss, because he has to go to the label, and he said, mm. they'll ask him, what's it, what's their YouTube doing? If he's got less than 100,000 or 10, they're not interested. It doesn't matter how hard the bars are. It doesn't matter what the it's person a, is a, saying. It's a numbers but, but a, yeah. A&R is no longer artist and repertoire. It's become, it's become that direct marketer. So that's what it really is. It should, it should be called D- DNR. You know? <laughs> Di- director and marketer or D- DM. D- so what's, DM. Your, what's your thoughts on music, mm. hip hop? Uh, listen, hip hop, and people are going to hate me this, is like the American personification of Jamaican and Caribbean culture. You take a bunch of stuff that you don't have, mm. you mix it, you put it together and you have something new. Because even when you think about how we got still pan drums, it was mm. us taking the wasted of the drums from the the the, the industrial places mm. and we were merging it together. And then if you look at hip hop and the speaker cultures, it was the dub culture. Yes, um, And there is no... Um, and this is why specifically Jamaica, but the Caribbean, I love the Caribbean because we are the culture um, influence of the world, right? Mm. Can't take away from my African brothers and sisters, yeah? Because they're the originators. They're the, they're the original, original. But we are the ones who are the kids who take grandma's recipe and add a bit of zinc. Mm-hmm. You get me? Like, you get me? Africa's the grandma, we're the ones who take it. And wherever we've gone, whether it's been New York, whether it's been London, you've seen a hub of culture, whether it be grime, UK garage and all this other stuff. So as somebody who's Jamaican and seen how many Jamaicans were, were, were up in there, I just say, I love the culture, but the same way I feel about bashment, I hate the, the it's like the, the example, imagine seeing your first girlfriend who, who you had a lot of love for and this, that and the other. And the thing about us as men, when we love you, we love you for life in it, mm-hmm. yeah? Doesn't mean we're in love with you, but we love you for life like that. Now imagine seeing your first girlfriend on this, and then now all of a sudden you see her on the road and she's a prostitute. That's how I feel about hip hop. That is literally how I feel about hip hop because even though I, I wish me better, I still wish you well. And that's how I feel about hip hop. So now everybody's, and because you've had that girl in her prime and you've had the best that girls to offer, you now know that everybody who meets will never get that same sort of energy. So the younger Absolutely. generation will never get that same excitement that we get you from You know, but the joke of it, they're sampling our music now. And I understand what our parents used yeah, to get yeah, mad because yeah, yeah. my mum used to get mad at certain records. It's like, oh, yeah. then that's my record. And yeah. the rapper's spitting and then it's like, no, mum, this is the new stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, now I'm getting mad. I only, <laughs> I, only, I only say that because there, there's another person I need to ch- ch- shotgun and shot fires at is Diddy. Diddy was the first one taking the big rips of the song. Because remember before <laughs> you could, you could, Public Enemy had 10 samples. You couldn't tell which sample was mm. what because they were screwing it. Diddy's there taking you the, take the whole, whole song. Stripping <laughs> yeah. the track. Remember, Sting owns 100% of I'll Be Missing You. Yeah, yeah, yeah? yeah, yeah. And he has to pay him like four grand every day for the rest of his life. Yeah. Because mm. he because he sampled that. And I'm just thinking, yo, you like back in the day, you had to search and guess what song. With Diddy's songs, it's like, I'm come, Diana Ross. Mm. You're, you're, that's Taking what the understand. whole thing. Copy and Taking paste. Them. There's not even that, like you're, you're And that's why I don't like that. these younger generation. It's not the sampling. It's just the laziness and creativity. If you're going to yeah, take right. my sample, make me be like, cool. Even cool. that, um, let me feel it. Juice, like, the remember, juice song, um, um, Lucid Dreams. Do- Do- Dr. Mm. Dr. Dre's California Love, yeah? yeah. It's computer love. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's actual Re- computer love. Yeah, and he's got, um, um, Roger um, Trout yeah, yeah, yeah. doing the music. 
So California, that's mm. that's a, okay. a sample, right? Mm. Yeah, a lot of the chronic is samples. But if I play you the original track, or there's a um um song called um or like um song on um Good Kid, Mad City, Poetic Justice, yeah, yeah. Oh, anytime, any place, yeah, yeah. If you <laughs> listen Jackson. to yeah, yeah, if you listen to anytime, any place, it has a completely different vibe to Poetic Justice. You even you can tell yeah. the you can tell mm-hmm. it's the same song. You know what I think, just to add on to what you guys are saying, I think, and again, as a former musician, there was um, there was a respect and we wanted to pay homage to the people that came before mm-hmm. us. We wanted to elevate the music. So people, like I had arguments because people's sampling is lazy and, you know, that's not real musicians. And I always say this, Jimi Hendrix had an electric guitar. What if I didn't give him electric guitar? Would he not be Jimi Hendrix? Mm. The technology, it, it's not about the technology because somebody, when he had these electric guitars, someone said, that's cheating. I had an acoustic. Why has he got an electric guitar? That's cheating. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's the person who Why holds that, it. That's so funny. Yeah, that, that is true. Because people are like, oh, sampling is cheating. But I'm saying that when Jimi Hendrix could literally play with his teeth, go and look it up on the thing. The man was so backwards. good. He was playing backwards. He was playing with his teeth. Yeah. You can't say it's, it's whoever it is in the hand. So even with somebody's sample, when, so when you look at something like um, uh, The World Is Your by Nas, one of, I think my favourite hip-hop tune of all time, and you listen to the sample chops, they reverse the sample chops. Even think something as simple as, you know Mob Deep's, um, ding, 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 and there's no such thing as Halfway Crooks. What's it called? Um, shook Ones. Yes, yes, yes. yes if yes. you listen to the samples, they had to stretch the sample, make this fit. Make, that's genius. Uh, you, you know People what? sleep on Havoc you know, You know what I, I love about um, also um, hip hop is back in the day, yeah, they used to sample the words from the sample, mm. yeah, into into whatever they're saying. Yeah. Mm. yeah and yeah, yeah. and like my favorite example of that is uh Styles piece. I'm getting high, high, mm-hmm. high. Like that's the sample, but mm. he's been so smart of. Yo, you know what? Um, in 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 um, Shinto um, mm. um, religion in Japan, mm. they they have um, I think it's um, Jin 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 Sensei. Sorry if I'm butchering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what they do is they build the building around nature, so they don't mm. mow down the nature, and that's how I feel like sampling is when mm. you build around the vibe of mm-hmm. the sample is there rather than when you try to cut down the sample and use it for I, I was gonna I was gonna ask like what do you think sampling has helped or hurt hip hop and it sounds oh, like it's, it's helped no, let it's me helped. let me show you something but Kanye definitely changed a lot in sampling oh, he, records he, he, saw, he changed feel. a lot he, but he changed the when vibe. he high pitched it and made it because people mm-hmm. weren't really sampling it like that let me show you something so, real quick well no that's Jay Diller Jay, Jay Diller, Diller yeah. is the yeah. king of the king of yeah, samples. Definitely, what yeah. he's done with samples, if you start, but obviously, yeah, he followed Jay Diller. But I'm saying, I'm just paying. Yeah, because even Kanye said, yeah, he he he, he tore remember, me apart. All day last stuff, he was like, yo, I was listening to it, and I and I, and I, he's like, mm. don't get me wrong. And the thing, what I love about Kanye West, the reason why he's so good is he was always a student, mm. and that that's the biggest issue that I have with hip hop now Look, is there is no student master relationship. J Cole. Right? Yeah, you know, the only one like that is J. Cole, where he even says, um, I let Nas down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a yes, tune where he yeah, talks about Nas sent him a response. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was cool. No, yeah. but the thing is, what it was, let me show you something really quickly what people don't know, right? So you see Michael Jackson, everybody, you would argue he's a genius. He's an absolute genius and, you know, he's original. You would say that, right? Everybody mm. says that. He's original, he's a wonderful uh, well, I'm, I'm going to... Watch, yeah. watch, watch this, right? You would say that, yeah? When you mm. talk about Michael Jackson, you agree, mm. right? People mm. say he's a genius or one of a kind. Mm. Let me show you something about Michael Jackson. You see Smooth Criminal, you know the style, when we think of Michael Jackson, we think of the white suit, the Smooth mm-hmm. Criminal. He jacked that off Fred Astaire. 
Okay. His dance moves are jacked off Fred Astaire. The moonwalking from somebody else. He's talking yeah, from no, somewhere else. No, no, he, he got it taught by him, by yeah. the guy from Shalom. So absolutely. Yeah. The, um, Stevie Wonder, there's a fantastic picture because you know there was Motown and they were all there. Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder. Mm. And there's a picture I love where Stevie's playing and Michael, as a boy, is looking and studying Stevie's okay. So sick, Stevie, sick, So sick, what I'm saying sick. is that Michael even said it. Mm. I'm paying homage. He goes, I've just combined um, Fred Astaire and James Brown. If yeah. you go and look at I'm going to send you a link later. It's going to blow yeah, your mind. Yeah, yeah. He, no, he was it. But what it was, was a homage. He, uh, he, he it was, elevated. It was more inspirational though. Than okay. inspiration. I'd say it's hard to make the bar, but mm. it's, it's easier to raise the bar. But you're mm. going to get more credit from raising the bar than making the bar. You know, we know like Rakim, like even and, Nasir. And, fu- and funny fact, most people don't realise this. Mm. Uh, Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson are first cousins. Yeah, you said it. You said it last day. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, so going back into sampling, do you know one of my favorite, really favorite producers in person in general is Rizzo? Because Rizzo oh took the Chinese, Genius. all of the Chinese the samples, the movies, and the whole I, culture. I, 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 and I I do like, you know yeah. in that part of Asia they can do they yeah. can do shows for the end of time mm. because that part of Asia they're like Rizzo. And, mm. and Wu Tang wasn't gangster. Wu Tang was dropping knowledge. Wu Tang was dropping hey, everything. Bro. Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang, yeah. but the thing is what people, and again, people sleep on RZA for this. RZA was the first to negotiate a deal for the Wu-Tang uh, members, but also allowed all of them to do their own thing. And he yeah, was he the said mastermind that. Yeah, he said that. Yeah, yeah, of, he said of that. doing that. Although they fell out, you know what, so far, I'm glad they fell out. Because it's all like the individual deals, isn't it? Like yeah. him, meth, uh, so gold. He yeah, so, that, so, genius, so it's like man. they had the group deal, but yeah. they had individual free and he did solo deal. Well, I'm happy because they had a falling out. Where they were, that's why you didn't see them touring for about 10, 20 years. And you had did you meth. see the um, American Saga? That's what, that I didn't see the American Saga, but I saw the documentary of saying, of Mike's and Men, I believe. Okay. And they spoke about were beefing because they you know peeped there was a lot and they, even they, they, were, they did a documentary when they're on the road and you could see method was having a bit of okay. beef with this one and whatnot mm-hmm. but what what is good is that people sleep on with rizza and this is what i'm saying about pioneers it felt like with hip-hop everybody was bringing something new to the table yeah yeah it was being pushed the culture was being pushed in different especially directions. at mid-90s the 93 45 absolutely time, but like... even the kanye's lupe's you know, they're pushing it in different directions. They're stretching it out. But now I, I, I think, I think we're forget, forgetting certain names as well. We've got to put locks in the mix. The locks, mm-hmm. locks, locks get missed out on. Um, no, not in me. I'm a fan. I'm a fanatic. I know. I know. You saw them in it. Like mm. um, even even Dipset. Like, mm. like added I, to the mix. Like obviously they're not the the cleanest part of the diet. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can sometimes have a yeah, pizza, bro. You get me? You know what I mean? You can I, have a burger. I, I, what's what's I, your influence on? Okay, two people. Let's just mm. be honest. Hip hop wouldn't be where it is today without the evolution of Jay and Nas. Where's Jay in your hip hop? Is he the? To- he's, they they See, say I would, okay, I would, okay. I would, I wouldn't even say because he's had longevity. Let me. 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 Let Da, 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 da. I haven't rapped like comic. No, he goes, if if lyrics be told, if lyrics be, uh, I'll rap like Talib Kweli. Mm-hmm. I'll rap like Common Sense. But since I got that Millie, I ain't rap like Common Sense. Mm-hmm. And what he said on um on um on Diamonds Are Free For Every Remix, he goes, I'm not a businessman. I'm, I'm a, a businessman. Yeah, Let yeah. me handle my business down. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So with Jay, we've got to separate it. Are we talking about early Jay? Are we talking about when Jay was on, because on, for me, Jay is one of is the top top rappers of all time. People forget how this skilled this guy is. Tough. There was a guy called Big L, 
right? Yeah. Oh, I know Big L is considered yeah. one of the great, I think the greatest underground rapper of all time. Big mm. L is a lyrical beast. Just put Big L, Jay-Z, and he went toe-to-toe. He was bat- Jay-Z battled every, he battled Buster, he battled everybody. So Jay-Z is- re- one battled people DMX, talking about DMX. DMX, he battled, DMX. He battled all these mans. So there's Jay, when it comes to skills, if you listen to that first Unreasonable Doubt album, top to skills. When I talk about lyrical <laughs> skills, I mean, the things that he could do, the wordplay, you can't play with Jay. But I think Jay understood. And even that whole Black album was about that, where he said, change clothes. And again, Jay throws little things where he's saying, I'm not throwing back. I can't remember the lyrics, but he said that those throwback jerseys are gone. It suits. He understood that he has to cater for a certain... Yeah. I think Jay's like a Da Vinci code, doesn't it? You look at it one way, Mm -hmm. that's one way for the public. Mm -hmm. And then you... It's a whole different... And where's Nas? Nas has to be somewhere high, man. As I said, Nas... um, The world is is my favourite hip-hop record of all time. I I would... I would see... I would say it's um, Biggie and Puck. Because them dying is also what created the vacuum at the same time. I'm going to be controversial. Sorry. I'm going to get hated for this. Nah, say what you want. It's free, bro. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is that yeah. my question is, just say they didn't die. Would they be as legendary if they didn't die as they are now? You don't now? know. I, do, 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 do you know? Do you know what I say? say um, um, I'm not too sure for Biggie, but I can definitely say for Park, and I'll give you a reason, mm. because his archetype is still in hip-hop. Mm. I'll break it down. Tupac died. Who came out and used his archetype? DMX. Mm-hmm. Cool. Who then came and made? Did you break that away? Like what? What you took of him? The boldness, the rawness for the streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. But I wouldn't even but, compare but, them but, at no, all no, as no, rappers. No, 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 no. I'm talking archetype. Okay. I'm talking archetype. So that that outlaw, but lover man. I'm not Jay Z. Well. I'm Ja Rule. Let, yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to my point. Ja Rule. Ja Rule was more on the Gyali side. Mm. DMX was more on the Mandem side. They could mm. still merge a bit, mm. this, that, and the other. And then who came and then said, you know what, I'm going to take their whole archetype and elevate it to the next level? 50 Cent. 52. So that whole period of 10 mm. years of Puck dying, right? Mm. His archetype was winning. Mm. You think if Puck was still alive with that archetype? I remember he had six albums already. Mm. So he already had all the fire. Because remember he died and he released six albums and he and he mm. made uh, more money, so more records dead than All Eyes on Me yeah, did that yeah. in a week. When, yeah. when I think about it, just to add on to that, double album, All Eyes on Me. No, is it All Eyes Machiavelli. on Me? Machiavelli. Yeah, All Eyes on Me. It's All Eyes on Me. The double album. Yeah, yeah. A week. I thought so, Machiavelli was a week. And, uh, yeah, and it was a week The guy well. worked. I, I think about, this is classic album. A week, and they said because I watched the documentary, he didn't sleep. He was just like, because the prison thing, he just said, throw this track on, throw it. He had producers working around the clock to make that album. One week mm. to produce a classic like that. I mean, the reason why I say that is because as time has gone on, it's like the LL thing. I know I keep on bringing LL because Charlemagne. I think there was a big debate on on social media because Charlemagne said, you know what, LL, you're old food now. No one cares about you. No, he said. Yeah, Charlemagne went, and LL was just cussing him as well. LL, that's why I like him. He defends himself. Yeah, LL was like. Because yeah, uh, um, they were saying that, you know, your time has come and gone. Because you could argue that if LL passed away, because that's the thing. I also look, as I grow older, I look at longevity and relevancy. And I think that has to be counted because when Biggie, that Biggie only had two albums. Mm. Jay-Z's got 14, 15. Yeah, yeah, Nas yeah. has got about Jay-Z, eight, uh, nine. Um, Biggie and Pat never won Grammys. There you go. So could you, is it, the question I'm trying to formulate, the, the, asking myself is, are we giving them legendary status 
because they died as well. Mm. And I, they'll have way no. that they died. I, Hear I, me I, out. Like, Cause sometimes we don't dissect it. If I, that makes sense. Biggie, I can say it's more for that, but do you know what makes Biggie more legendary, right? Mm. Is bro, like if you take rap, mm. let's minus the production. Mm -hmm. What's touching like ready to die in life after that as albums. What is actually touching those two albums? What is act like I'm talking about as a body of work? Like mm. he's like Lauren Hill squared because Lauren mm. Hill only had one real <laughs> album. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the Park thing, Park was already big before he went death row. Yeah, yeah. Remember, yeah. forget that he went death row, mm. and he he became the Michael Jordan of death row. He changed mm. the whole team. You wouldn't mm. have had the Snoop that you had if it wasn't mm. for him. You wouldn't have even had like people come in. And so when I'm really looking at Park. Like Puck was a, a star from after digital underground, mm, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so because his star sh shone brightest with Death Row, we forgot he was a star from before. Absolutely. He was a star before Jay Z. He was a star after. Um, like people, people like Nas and that were looking up to him in the game because yeah. he had already been in before. And like I said, nobody, everybody's tried to do the Fat Boy Biggie image, but it's not been the same. Talking because, about Fat Boys, because, mm. <laughs> where, where do you, where do you put pun? Yeah, but but punk gets slapped, punk, yeah, punk get slapped off, but not so so legendary. But also, people forget the reason why nobody can imitate the archetype of Diddy, sorry, of 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 Biggie, is because Diddy was the marketing mastermind behind him, mm. right? That's the difference. There will be no Biggie his, without Diddy. There'll be but, no but no Puck, Biggie without Puck Diddy. Was his own marketer. That's what mm. I'm saying. Oh no, Shug, Shug, no, Shug was mm. like. Nah, Shug gave him the 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 street the cred. But it. I'm saying the style, the putting on the Versace, mm. the wearing the clothes, everything. I, I think I think what's changed with music, and Will I am said it best, and again he said it in the podcast, is that artists go in a booth knowing that I've got to get ten hot singles rather than I need to make a hot album, and it's mm. a simple thing to say. Because look, he goes, what happens? You go on iTunes, and I remember this, and it was weird for me because when I first got iTunes. And I was in uni at the time. And I was like, wow, you can buy the singles by themselves, bro. So if you've got a 10 track album, mm. I can only get pick the three songs I want. And that's it. I don't have to buy the whole thing anymore. Mm. And that, I know it sounds small. And for you, some of your listening younger ones, that's so what? That's, that's nothing. Bro, you get your singles off the album and that's it. If you wanted to get the 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 the, the, the ten tracks and what, how many singles about? Three singles? Yeah. If you wanted to, you had to buy the album. You can now self-select brother it's a buffet bro it's no longer a meal and you, you know what's what worse want. than that that's like looking at a painting and saying you know what i don't like this shoop, shoop, Boom. Shoop, 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 love shoop. it the mona lisa i just want her face <laughs> i don't want i don't want uh, anything just the face please you get me and then that's what i'm saying and i think that is what's changed it's changed and again i'm sorry i keep on bringing capitalism no, it's fine it's fine yeah, it's all good it's changed I think there was an idea, there was an idea and there was an understanding because Ella, again, Ella was talking about, it was a really good interview and he said, Cool Herc had to pay for his medical bills or something. Like he was ill mm -hmm. and he goes, this guy built what we, because that's why he was doing, um, Ella started something and he said, because I, I recognize the guys that were before me, the Cool Hercs, the Africa Bombarders, they have not financially benefited. No, nah, like nah, he we said financially that, yeah, 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 100%, 100%. And he goes, people are pooing on these guys' names if it wasn't for the cool Herx and whatnot, and it goes, it's ridiculous that this guy's got medical, because you know, in America, boy, if you ain't got the insurance, yeah, you're yeah, finished, you boy. It, yeah. it goes, it's ridiculous that this guy is ill. If we all, if, if mm. we should have it, so any record label who makes a hip hop album, they got to give, uh, let's just say even one cent to them. Absolutely. For, and for, for, so where for do you put labels? Like, cause I'm talking about bad boy, death row, Swasser house. 
Um, what's the other two I want to mention? We're forgetting Uptown because Uptown. Uptown the, Records. The, um, black, you know, these are like black Le record Fex, labels. That obviously Motown pioneered, but we're talking about like No Limit. We can go in, bro. No, There's, but you know what the thing is? Def Jam. This is this is where it becomes really interesting because if you look at grime, and the, the thing is, when I look at grime and what is of grime now, I see a lot of similarities with early hip hop, mm. early stage hip hop, I yeah, call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because what you had with these record labels at the time, as you said, there were people who knew the streets or they knew the environment they were coming from. They knew so they could guide the artist and say this and say that. There was a connection. There was a there was a level of connection. And you had people like the Masterpiece, the Diddies, the Sugar Knights. Um, I'm trying to think of any other ones. Obviously, the Jay-Z, um, um, Dame Dashes, yeah. who were in charge of this. Now, it's gone to people in suits. You do not understand that. And I think what's interesting, because Drake was talking about Graham, and Drake was saying, because they asked him, why are you always in the UK? And he goes, I think the UK, he said something like, the UK is now the, the UK is now the champion of hip hop. Okay. Because he, same, they've carried same. the torch. It's like the Americans don't have it no more. It's us in the yeah, UK because, yeah, we, yeah. you know, look at Graham and look at, you could talk about, and and it's so exciting because again, you, you, with Graham, you've got the Stormzy. So if you're for that particular, like smooth thing, especially now, then you've got the Skeptors. Mm. Then you've got, I'm trying to think of the other guys now who are running the game. There's certain people that are that they're gets. pushing the culture. There you go. They're pushing the culture. Right. And it's that excitement. And I understand what Drake mm. was saying because the people that were making the music are still connected. So what the problem is now, so the labels back in the day were still connected, but the mm. problem now is it's gone. Def Jam is owned by, I don't know, Disney or something. And now you're making shoes <laughs> for Avengers, bro. It's no longer yeah, connected. Yeah, it's no, there right. to sell product. Mm. It's not there to connect. But, with uh, the, so, with the so, so can I say something? The record industry was made to sell product in the first place. Mm. So if we go yeah, back into yeah. the original mm. way the record industry was made, and this is what we kind of forgot is they would basically gangsters would fund people to make an album to wash their money mm. they would make before records they had something called shellac which was mm. similar they would make all the money off the shellac mm. and then they would fund them to go on tour and that and they would make money off the tour mm. but mm. then they would make money off all the records yeah, yeah. so it's never been designed for it and i think that's the biggest issue that we forget about the record industry we come into it thinking that the musicians are supposed to make money off the music when the musicians are supposed to make money off everything else absolutely yeah, record. Like, if you go to the history of recording music, I done I done a um, module on this at uni, and it was talking about how music was just this performance based thing. It was just mm. about performing in front of a crowd, mm. and then they started this whole uh, business of recording music and selling it physically, and then that's when they started the whole record sales business. Absolutely. Um, so obviously now, like you're saying, no people aren't buying record sales anymore. No. They're just playing music, you know. Like the consumption of music has changed so much. Like you said, I remember buying an album and being the only thing, I, only music I listened to. So Absolutely. I'll be rinsing that album, like, like Jay-Z Blueprint. I'll rinse that out so I knew every lyric, every ad-lib, every song, 15 songs to memorise. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Do you know why I think we love music, right? Mm. Because music for us wasn't music. Mm. It was an audible movie, bro. Mm. It was like when you heard those little skits, you're, you're, and you just kind of say, and you're like, rah, rah, rah. It was a journey in the music. It was, it was, and now and the consumption of music is just. Or when you listen to the end of, of the song, like, um, this is not hip hop, it's R&B. And, you know, I had a tune. Why did you go? Why did you leave? Mm -hmm. Why did you take your love? And then at the end, there's a phone call. Of oh him talking man, to the kids. And I said, yeah, I mm. said, yeah, I love this. Absolutely. I'll, I'll take it even deeper. Music for us was a time machine. Bro, they, I, I'm sure you're mm. the same. There's certain mm. tunes I listen and I literally go back in time. I remember oh, yeah, where I was. You feel I the same. The, you feel the same. Yeah, like Jaheem, um, could it be? 
Mm. Is it all the ice you see? Bro, that was 2000 summer, East London. It was hot. Jeez. You know hey, what I mean? Come bro, on, I come remember on. every yeah, time yeah, I look yeah. at it, I think that was the best summer. I just finished my GCSEs. That was the best summer, bro. Like I listen to certain tunes and it takes me back to certain times in my life. And I don't know with this case. So a really quick thing, what I want to ask you is what do you think the future is? And let's factor in the AI as well. What do you, well, do you think the AI thing? thing because now, because they're the yeah, whole um, Drake and 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 and, um, and weekend tune. There's a Jay Z AI. I'm not gonna lie, we might have to recruit my man. My man's coming in with it. <laughs> well, if we can, if we can come on time, then we're good. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Hey, listen, yeah. I've caught you too. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, do you know what? Yeah, he's welcome to come every week. Every we do this every month, by the way. So every month we talk yeah, music yeah, yeah, yeah. and we'll cover that. Okay. So do you think AI is gonna impact music 100? percent So have you heard the Jay Z AI song? I've heard the it. rapper. It's called The Savages, right? Okay. And somebody got a Jay-Z emulator. Wow. So they trained it on Jay-Z's voice. So they wrapped the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not their voice. It's Jay-Z's voice. Wow. And they were saying that this was the turning point. And it's a, a good song as well. That's even worse. Yeah, but that's so the doesn't the copyright is, infringement, like, doesn't... There's there no, no laws. There's no laws? There's no, there's Do you use someone's voice. voice? Intellectual property, bro. There's, there's no, no, because, no law that's been written. No, because you're, you're impersonating the voice. Otherwise, then comedians couldn't impersonate. Um, people when they're on stage, if that's the case. If you're passing it as an exact replica. No, but that's what I'm saying. So if I'm a comedian and then I, I start using a Jay-Z voice or a DMX voice, how can you tell me that that's not that when it's my instrument? Mm. The same way, if that's my electronic instrument and it can do this and it can... Because what is your voice? Your voice is a particular frequency or sound or a particular yeah. note that you're hitting. Yeah, yeah. Will so I then, spoke about this? So then now, if you do that, then the whole copyright law becomes too tight. You can't even make music because then, okay, cool. Your, your sound is too close to my sound. I'm going to sue you because you're using a sound that's too close to, to your sound. I'm, I'm going to make a bold prediction. Even music, even making music. Timberland said there's software that can make music. Yeah, bro. it's done. Boomy. It's called Boomy. Oh, it's called Boomy. So you literally, you know like chat GTP, you yeah, say, yeah, yeah, I yeah. want a tune that sounds like um, Dirt Off Your Shoulder. Mm. And it will make it. And you say change this to this BPM or just make it slower, okay. make it faster. So now you can you can make your own tree. It's called Boomy, by the way. My thing is research, bro. You know, no, because I love that music. For my, my, my poetry album because I want some backtracks. You get me? This is what I'm saying. But you know what? The, 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 the thing for me is this is, I'm going to make a bold prediction. In the next five years, we're going to see a totally AI rapper. And he's going to be one of the best rappers of all time. Because he's going to get I know it's going to sound mad. Everyone's the collection of all room, different rappers. looking at me like I'm mad, bro. It's going no. to happen. It's okay. going to be an AI rapper owned by a record label. Mm. People are going to know he's an AI rapper. But the way that this AI rapper is going to do it, because if you listen to this Jay-Z AI tune, there was a Weekend and Drake tune. Yeah, Weekend Drake one got taken down though. Yeah, they got taken, taken down, right? And another thing you've got to notice is that all these um, mad, big artists, mad. Justin Bieber sold his whole rights of his music library. Yeah, all these all, artists all their publishing's gone. They're all they're selling it off. You know why? Because they realise now with this AI, imagine bro, we, we right now, you could be Biggie, you could be Tupac, I can be um, Jay-Z. We get the voice emulators, we drop a track. There's a track and the, and of- the song um, does well. That's it. Um, N-Words <laughs> in Paris, right? Um, N-Words in Paris. You know that song? They've got Donald Trump and Joe Biden doing it with voice emulators. There's Kanye West <laughs> and Jay-Z. That's What's what it called? Jay-Z AI? <laughs> no, that, just put Jay-Z AI song and it'll be, um, this, it's called The Savages, right? That is mad. And it's not Jay-Z. And I keep on saying, I want to say that this is not Jay-Z at all. This is somebody that rapped like Jay-Z. So I'm telling you for the podcast. I'm not going to lie that j Hoss song with Drake on it, Drake's first sounded like AI and I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> no, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if artists are using the AI to turn in verses for them. 
Yeah, 100%. Let me, let me show you. But Quick you know and what? easy work. It's not remember, even... that, remember that song that came out? Sorry to um, jump yeah, in. No, no. Michael Jackson had a song called Hold My Hand and it was like his, his oh, yeah? after his death. Yeah. And then um, Akon went on the record and it was like, ah, oh, you're doing a song with the fake Michael Jackson. Same with the Drake song on Drake's long album. Yeah. He had a song with Michael Jackson and said, oh, it's fake. It's not, it doesn't even sound like Michael. No, but, but, but how do you know what Michael that was? Yeah, he was is, old, he was young. This is how what, do you is, know? what is scary. Because when people talk about AI, everyone's talking about Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> come and shoot, shoot man in the head then. That's that's like not I what scares me. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's not what scares me. I think what's going to get to a point is we already know this in content. More and more content that we see on the on the internet is mm. AI generated. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. going to get to a point where we will no longer be able to trust what we see and what trust what we hear. When you listen to this song, and you know what the joke of it is, the deepness of it. I listen to the song knowing it's not Jay Z. But still liking it like it's Jay Z. Let me break that. Let me say that again for your listeners. Yeah, that's crazy. I listen to the song knowing it is not Jay Z. Jay Z never rapped those verses. He was not there. But I still enjoy it like it is. You know Jay-Z. what? Yeah, I need to play this. Yeah, go ahead. Listen. Become what they aspire to. Born in a cell with no one who can inspire you. Your highs are was never as high as those a to you. Pretending that they live in the sky, lying behind your roof. Shooting holes about your ceiling. Trying to find the proof. Trying to fight the feeling. The truth tied up like the noose they've been concealing. Dipped in a diamond so the youth find it appealing. Time for dealing. Despite y'all dealing, we are the savages, the natives. To fight the appeal of all your lavishes to breathe. Sorry, bro. I just have to play that song. No, no. That sounds like Jay-Z. Roughly, bro. You know what? I couldn't resist about it, yeah? They did that old school thing with their double timing. Like, like, you know, if you heard, Jigga what? Jigga who? Bro. I'm a sucker for that. Once I hear yeah. that double time, that is yeah. not Jay Z. That's what I'm saying to you. Well, what what if you, you you have a situation? Let me let me break it down. Let me even blow your mind further. Just say okay, Jay Z's cool and he licenses his voice, so he's got an emulator which you me could buy, and you could we could all be Jay Z. Just say he managed to make it work, <laughs> and you you. But all he says is that you have to say it's, it's Carl with the Jay Z emulator, and you give me a certain percent. How would you feel listening to tunes knowing it's not Jay Z? It's me, it's Carl, it's you. This is where it gets freaky. Mm, mm. This is where your head starts to get, it becomes Black Mirror. Mm. Because now you're like, where is this going? You know, in terms of music. And that is, I, I'm making a bold position, p- prediction. It's going to be a completely AI rapper in five years. Probably less. They're already I'd, making I'd, songs I'd disagree. now. Mm. How, however, I'm going to add two things. I think you're very right about um, AI. I think everybody's looking at the hard culture of ai mm. so like robots taking over and this that and, the other and, and all that when yeah. let's really they've got weapons that they're not telling you about just emp <laughs> boom done, <laughs> finish yeah people forget this yeah. is electronics what and like i said with ai what i've always been concerned about is soft culture because every single mm. co- co- country knows how important soft culture is Absolutely. and then when you're looking at tiktok and they have certain algorithms for us and different algorithms mm. for them in china and all that that's all soft culture most people don't realize there's so many thai and certain chinese restaurants in london because the chinese government will pay you mm. to open up a restaurant because wow. you eating their food 
is a portal to their culture going to China, bringing money to them. Oh, wow. Can I Most say something about look at that. technology and music? Because mm-hmm. I'm going to go through a little history lesson for young listeners. Let them know, bro. Boy, I grew up in a good era. Everyone says they grew up in the best era, but <laughs> my cousins age. were like, you know, 80s, 90s music, right? I was more 90s, 2000s. So in that era, we had Napster. Download said was going to kill music. That was the words they said. Mm. We survived the, the the Napster and the LimeWire. We'd survived but that, But did right? we really? Well, because it's, it's a shell of what the music was. And then we had streaming. Music was the first industry to get hit by technology and try to wiggle its way and find a way, even though illegally they set up streaming services, go and watch the little, do the research on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely. music was the first industry money. to get hit by technology, bruv. And it survived different paths. So what I'm saying is that you're just going to find a way to make it work, bro. We're going to have but to do, find a way to... My question is, I, I know I keep on pressing you. Yeah, no, press me, press no, me. No, no, I'll keep on pressing you. Yeah. There's an album, you know, it, it's Carl, but I've got the Jay-Z emulator. <laughs> but it's banging though. Yeah. The album is fire, fire, fire. Like mm. that track you just heard. Mm. Would you buy it? Yeah. Would you still want to listen to what? it? How would you feel about it? Knowing it's not Jay-Z, it's just Carl from London, England, <laughs> who's done it. And I have to just say it's Carl, it's a Jay-Z emulator voice. Would you still buy it? That's fire. That tune is fire. True. I'm not going to lie. I'd listen to it, but I wouldn't buy it. <laughs> I, I, but then this is my, my, my thing. I think AI is probably the best thing for music. And I'm going to express why. You're on the opposition because, side. Because we forget technology and art have always been hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And they've always been playing this polar opposite. When one becomes hot, the other becomes cold and then the mm-hmm. other one becomes warm again. Mm-hmm. Right now we're in such a peak of culture where the only reason why we would even pay for this AI Jay-Z thing is mm-hmm. because the artistic culture is so cold right now mm-hmm. that any little thing we hear is like, that's good. It's like, raw. we've been eating McDonald's this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tesco steak tastes amazing to us. <laughs> yeah? But it's not, it's, we, we don't even have the taste buds for mm-hmm. the Michelin star food, mm-hmm. right? So, so, so when you're in a position of the worst, mediocre seems great to you, right? Mm, and where I think it's going to go, because it happened with, um, um, paintings paintings everybody mm. tried to make their paintings realistic until mm. photography came out and they took an actual picture oh, wow. and then they started making all these cubism and, and um, um so, circles and dying. triangular and yeah. neo um realism paintings mm. and all this other stuff mm. because technology took the place of a certain aspect and a true artist is always going to see where technology can't do mm-hmm. and replicate that so now we're probably going to see a whole new style of singing rapping that technology cannot emulate i, I would say i'll add on to that i know you were speaking about art you know think about what we do when you customize trainers right you get a nike trainer you get an air force and then you i don't do that i'm not giving them my flavor for free but you customize it for yourself and i'm just thinking i just had a thought in my head where okay just say again the jay-z emulator the beyonce emulator what if it's just customizing certain tracks where you know again and this is where the creativity comes into into play you know where you could get these artists to critique it and then if the person does really well they'll do it for for real i i don't know i, I just think it's an interesting place and i i it seems like i'm obsessed with AI. actually i'm to, to be honest i'm really intrigued to see what's going to happen but i think if if the record label and i'm sure this is good you're going to hear about it releases this ai because you got what you got to also remember as well abba in the o2, I don't think it's in the O2, but last year Abba was in the O2, right? You know that's all hologram. Do you know that? I well, thought it was there when I, I had no idea. So it's like so, gorillas. So, you know so how yeah, gorillas yeah. is. So what they did with Abba is that they they got them 
uh, in residency in, in the O2. And I thought, these guys are all 70 odd now, right? It's literally a hologram show. There's no ABBA people are there. They've just set up lie, a hologram. As a, as, as a business, that's gangster, bro. Did you see the Tupac hologram? That was hard. Yeah, that was hard. That was but hard. that's what I'm saying. Like These people, it's not like the, the people that went to ABBA didn't know their hologram. They knew exactly they were going to see literal wow. lights, right? And they paid big money, you know? I'm not talking small money. They're paying 70 pounds to go and see hologram. No ABBA man or person was there, but it was the experience and they did age them. And I saw things on YouTube. So my question is, I think this is another place where music is going. I think human human um, art is going to go up in value. And what I mean is, Drake can easily say, I'm going to do a hologram tour, where it's not even me, I'm going to be in Yard. But imagine when Drake says, I'm doing, it's the real me. He can charge even more money but, than but then now. This is this is this is the 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 issue with that. If you get someone used to eating crackers, how can they appreciate caviar? <laughs> yeah. If you if I fed you crackers for six months and I give you caviar, your body won't even be able to digest it. And that's the dangerous part we're going because this is what the music industry has always done. And I remember when I was in uni studying they said this is very true music industry is the only industry that devalues their new technology mm. so i put it this way cool records come out they make cds cheaper than records every mm. other technology Final, when yeah. they bring out their new technology the new technology is more expensive mm. the old ones less yeah right cool used to pay sometimes 25 pound for a bloody um cd Absolutely. at this point Import. now now when you're on itunes nothing's more than 16 pounds and it's digital <laughs> yeah so what they cost and then now the whole spotify is mm. is, is 10 quid mm. for unlimited music mm. so what you're doing is you're slowly teaching your consumer that when something's new it becomes cheaper and it gets devalued so you think these hologram tools would work? no i think it will kill the industry to a certain degree but like i said it's going to be people on the technology side and then now it's going to be time for the real artists to come out. Now you're going to see people who've been in the background doing background singers who haven't mm -hmm. had a chance. Now everyone's used to the same auto-tuny frequency kind of thing. Yo, the real singers are going to come out and they're going to be like, who yeah, we're mm. back in town. That's, that's how <laughs> no, I like that. I like this. Would episode. you go to a hologram tour, Jay? If it was a hologram tour of, I don't know, DMX or something, and you knew it's hologram because like the ABBA tour, would you go like, just it's just a hologram? Nah, but it's banging out their best hits. Nah, and DMX nah. is the wrong artist, bruv. I feel like you need, <laughs> yeah. you need DMX. Hologram has to slap you. I like this episode because we're like three three guys all passionate about music and come from different angles. That's the that's the key to like when I talk about the conversations. Everybody has perspectives and everybody wants to push their perspective yeah. in what they think. And, and you said your book's the worst and it's the most important, bruv. You oh, see? you reckon? It's conversations. conversations. Did, did you, you know why? You go to the hologram. Every, you didn't say you go to the hologram tour, bruv. No, no, I said no. I said, oh, no, no. Because yeah, yeah. you, you can't, <laughs> everything starts from conversations. Even That's a book true. starts from mm. a conversation. No, no, you're right. You're right. So, no, because so no, when I see you, my brother, and you're putting in your work, Come big on. your stuff up. Yeah, love, love, love. Yeah. Come on, come on. That's yeah, just yeah. fun, bro. Yeah, I like it. And this is what I'm saying. Are you, we're going to just adopt you now. I don't think <laughs> you, can, you can't leave this podcast now. <laughs> what you're saying, energy, you're going to do three, epi three episodes. But oh, you know what? Six, how much you got left? How many months we got left of the year? Hmm. How many um, months we got left of the year? September, October, November, December. Hmm. That's four. You got four, four episodes by the end of 23. Or, you're, you're in. And by the way, for the listeners, 
you know, I know Jay, but me and Aaron, we, we've never met each other bro, before. This was the, the first time we met, and it was just vibing. But, but you, you know, you know, on, you know what on, that tells you? Good people like good people. Good chefs eat good food. You get there you go. And these are two brothers that I work with in two separate sides of my <laughs> yeah. life. And yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just great. To be honest, you're living up to your book, you know. Yeah, no, I love. Yeah, no, powerful, definitely, man. man. I'm free authors, free philosophers, free, just free, uh, free young black men that are strong and powerful and trying to take over the universe. That's what I am anyway. And I know these two are coming from their own different angles. So again, we always do this: laugh up words. Anything you want to say, plug your stuff. So, so, Aaron, so, so okay, maybe this no. is why I was late. This is maybe why I was late, so I could meet Aaron. There you go. Mm, see, see? Yeah, universe go. works. There, yeah, we had to let go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What happened? Because I would have probably been if you went, oh, let been. go of the control. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, go. Okay, Aaron, when you're ready, or if you're not ready, you, you can no, go. No, no, no. I'll let everyone else go. Okay. Well, thank you. As I said, my name's Carl Pupe, um, FRSA, um, author of the Action Era Teacher. As I said, I was I was meant to only stay here 20 minutes. It's been two hours later, but it was fun. I really enjoyed. <laughs> it and i hope listeners Yo. you enjoyed it as much as we had what episodes studio. by 23 man <laughs> i've got you in I'm now. in the universe man. so you know who it is it's at, at, at truth with no fear at truth with no fear yeah. and it's silver and i'm just going to drop another gem for you this one's called glass slippers glass slippers are ideas that sound great in your mind but with wisdom you learn to leave that shit behind like the idea that loyalty is a human requirement and those without loyalty are bad well Loyalty was such a run in the middle quality, wouldn't it wouldn't be value to have. Like the idea everyone has to think like you and share your values. But if everyone was the same, how could you discern them from you? Glass slippers are ideas that sound great in your mind. Live in perspection and leave your perception behind. Oh, I love wow. it, love it, love it. Now, you know what, yeah? I'm glad that I, I invested this time with these people because, um, you know, we never know where you're going to go. Don't talk about death, but the reality is we're going to die. That's a fact. So I'm going to leave you with this line. It's something that I screenshotted, so I'm not stealing it, but I'm going to share it, which is the beauty. Yeah, so we're anyway. say feast still geniuses borrow, yeah? But yeah. So the harsh truth is, if you were to die today, your job would replace you within weeks, maybe days. Spend more time with people you love not your job. A job can replace you, but your family will never will. Oh. So this is Jerome from the Zyte Inspire Podcast, and I'm out. Bow.